E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Each year, one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. More than six million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. And in 2020, COVID-19 contributed to a 17% increase in Alzheimer's and dementia deaths. It kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. In 2022, Alzheimer's and other dementias will cost the nation $321 billion. By 2050, these costs could rise to nearly $1 trillion. That's where you come in. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is an annual effort to raise awareness, defray costs, and and increase research funding of this deadly disease. Get involved by starting a walk team today. It's free and just might save a life. Find out more at alz.org. That's alz.org. Episode 304 of the Motor City HTJ podcast is a chat with another good friend of mine, Lindsay Dardis of Hollyhock Design. Lindsay recently left a short stint with one of my favorite venues to pursue a career on her own, doing something she's brilliant at. We've we've actually talked about having her on the show for a while, but the stars never aligned, and it turns out it's easier to meet with people when they make their own schedule. So I'm super thrilled she agreed to sit down with me. And she's a fan of the office, so that's a big bonus there. But more than that, she's an expert at ensuring all of the details for your big day are perfect. And we're going to discuss her keen sense of event design and coordination over today's episode. So my sponsor, you know who they are, E2i Design. Find them on their website, E2iDesign.com, or on social media at E2i Design. Episode 304 is Lindsay Dardis, Hollyhock Design, right now. I knew you were talented having after meeting you. I knew you were talented and uh, getting to know you over the the, the last few years. Uh, I didn't know how extensive your resume is. Here's what the internet told me. I was able to stalk and find out. Not really. It's right there on your Facebook page. Is, Eight yeah. years in event coordinating, five years in food and beverage management, 10 years in marketing and design. You've completed and planned more than a thousand events you've celebrated with nearly 400 couples on their wedding day you push through covid like all of us did for some of it you've got a keen attention for detail you uh, you're a self-described problem solver conflict resolver timeline builder and money saver and you've said that design has always been your passion and that huge laundry list of qualities <laughs> about you uh, you know when did you realize that you were a superhero Oh, God. Um, I mean, literally, that's what event specialists and coordinators <laughs> and planners are. They're superheroes. But when did you realize that and discover that about yourself? I guess I, after doing all of my my food and beverage stint and um, really diving deep into all that, beforehand, I worked at a resort. So I worked multiple different departments and um, <laughs> did a lot of behind the scenes stuff and um, got into events. And I think once I realized that events were kind of like a puzzle that I had to try to solve, <laughs> yeah. um, I really fell in love with them. Yeah. I like, I like the aspect of <laughs> trying to, I guess, predict larger groups of people. I feel like groups are easier to predict than smaller, intimate things. Of course. And I just really enjoyed trying to find the things to make events run more smoothly and just asking myself those those questions of like, well, what would I do in this? And what would, you know, 
what would groups of people like they kind of they just they're like uh for lack of a better term they're kind of like schools of fish you know like oh, yeah. they just kind of follow <laughs> yeah one i was gonna say kindergartners because <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that. you know kindergartners <laughs> schools anything school related yeah yeah, totally. yeah so i just once i figured that out i just kind of i really enjoy finding the potential issues before they become issues yeah yeah <laughs> and you know this because I sent you some questions ahead of time. You're going to know that we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But well, the reason you're here, of course, is because I first met you as half of a powerhouse event team at Frankenmuth Brewery, which by the way, man, there's so much good history about that place. And that's an episode for another day. But uh, I, I truly couldn't be more grateful for that experience. And I know that you and I have talked about this many times, but one of the most important things about this industry and what we do is that you've got to have relationships with other event professionals. You got to not only have relationships, but great relationships with other event professionals. And again, from day one, there was this instant respect, you know, I, I felt this working with you in the brewery was just, and it always, even now that you're no longer there, spoiler alert, that's why I'm talking you to uh, talking to you today, <laughs> working with you guys, it really was such a joy. And I know that even if, you know, you're not there and it's still going to be a joy uh, just because of the, the way that that relationship was set up. And I know that I could show up and I could just ask basically, hey, uh, what time do I start? And you'd be like, oh, this time. Okay, great. And then everything else falls in place just because that was a relationship that we had together. But then you broke our hearts and you decided <laughs> to venture off on your own in such a great way, though. No, it's mm -hmm. a good thing. You decided to venture off on your own. And I want to know all about the name Hollyhock Design. Tell me about the name. Well, it comes from my Nana. Mm. I had a really good relationship with my Nana and I always hoped that she would be there for, you know, the big things in my life, like yeah. my wedding and all that stuff. And I unfortunately lost her when I was in college. Mm. And of the Hollyhock portion, one of the things that I always remembered doing with her is she just made these cute little dolls out mm -hmm. of Hollyhocks. Mm -hmm. And it was something growing up that every time I found Hollyhocks, I would make these little dolls. And it's oh. something that I'm going to teach my kids. And it's oh, something that man. I'm going to teach my grandkids. And yeah. I just wanted it to be something special that reminded me of something special in my life. Yeah. So. That's where yeah. it came from. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, the origin of that is just one of those little details that I think, um, you know, when you're when you're creating a brand for yourself, it needs to mean something. Yeah. And your attention to that detail is, is something that I admire, which is a perfect segue into the fact that not only that little detail, but you have attention to detail in everything. You have to have attention to detail with this, and it is not something that everyone has. And I know that even with for me, with even how I set up my equipment, and we've had the experience of talking about room design and the way the room is set up, we look at it, this is what the client wants, but not going to work, but we're going to do it anyway. Even with how I set up my equipment, I have a mild, very mild case of OCD. Never been diagnosed, but it's a mild case of OCD. How bad yeah. is your mild, quote unquote, mild case uh, of OCD with decor <laughs> setup? Yeah. I mean, it might be a little bit more than mild i yes, guess yes <laughs> of course and just um, just so you, well of course you know this because it's on your facebook page but i only bring this up because you this is all self-described i do my research you see you I said know. that you have a mild <laughs> case of ocd i think you might be underselling it but <laughs> a little bit yeah, yeah. I, talk about that 
gosh, I just, I just want everything to be perfect. I just, yeah. I really enjoy the attention to detail, especially just when you're thinking about a decor and setup of a large room and stuff like that. Not a lot of people get to see that as a whole, you know, right. you, right. you get people coming in from a ceremony and it's everybody at once. And the very few people get to see that without like hordes of people around it. So yeah me focusing on things that are like right in front of people is that's what they're going to see. That's what they're going to pay attention to and stuff like that. So I think, don't get me wrong. I want to make sure that everything looks good as a, as a whole, you know, everything together, but the little things are what your guests are really going to pay attention to. Yeah. And it is, it is important that they see that because it is overwhelming to plan a, any type of event weddings it doesn't matter what it is but you know this whole process can be overwhelming for most people and yeah. there there is a lot of stress with it so how how do you how how do you go about alleviating that stress of, of event coordination for people yeah i i feel like the main portion of my job is taking care of that stress from people and sometimes it's really simple sometimes it's just noticing that someone is feeling that way and yeah. just giving them the opportunity to like bring themselves back you know mm-hmm. you just need to give people some time give them mm-hmm. a minute and absolutely i like to keep people on time and everything else but people are going to wait <laughs> if if you need a minute for yourself that's yeah. what's going to happen and I think I see that a lot with with family members and stuff like that when you just kind of need to give them a minute to kind of it's just an overwhelming process. Right. <laughs> Everything totally. it's months and months of planning and lots of money and lots of things going into this event and it's just overwhelming as a whole. So sometimes it's as simple as getting somebody a drink or you yeah. know giving them some time or sure. getting something it's just giving them something else to distract themselves from you know the grand scheme of things but yeah well so it sounds like then i mean event coordination is more than just the details uh because you're you're kind of playing counselor and therapist <laughs> at times <laughs> a little bit <laughs> which you know it's not on the list of services you offer but it's just kind of one of those things that comes with the territory so with as far as what you do though what what services do you offer what what types of things do you handle for your couples well i have basic packages that are just like just on design and just on coordinating and then my main all-in package is all of the above mm-hmm. so i absolutely can customize packages for what my couples need mm-hmm. but i do invite design any type of paper design so like menus or mm-hmm. signs or anything along those lines and then design goes a little bit deeper when it comes to like table design and event design and that's like with diagrams and mm. centerpieces and all that good stuff and then i give my couples every type of like whether they want to rent items this is what your selections are whether you want to purchase them this is what it looks like I am currently working on making some centerpieces for one of my couples right now. So cool. Okay. (laughs) And then the whole coordination and like timeline building. And I am a backup officiant. (laughs) I'm there in case an officiant doesn't show up, which I've seen almost happen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A few times. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised with what we've seen. I'm not surprised that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm ordained. I don't usually like to do like married couples if I'm doing coordination and stuff like that, because it's just hard to be in two places at the same time. Oh, of course. But I like to be that security 
you mm-hmm. know, in case anything like that happens. Right. Pull, pull one out of your back pocket. Well, I'm glad you teased that. I would definitely want to come back to that and talk about that in a moment, though. Yeah. But uh, pull that little custom ceremony out your back pocket and say, you know what? I, I actually had one ready for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's ready to go. All right. Put me in, coach. That's basically what you're... I, I love it. Yeah. So you've been at this for, for quite a few years now, and uh, mm-hmm. you've seen some things. You've been some places. You've, you've done some things in your professional career. I'm curious to know, what, what are the biggest misconceptions? that people have about event coordination and planning? Well, I was the venue coordinator for years and I very much enjoyed that. But I think that it's just different outcomes, no matter like from different venues that you're going to be at. And a lot of people, when I talk about coordinating and stuff like that, they would be like, oh, you know, my venue provides one. And that's great. Sometimes that is like exactly what bride and grooms need. But what they need to realize is that that coordinator isn't working for them. It is they're working for the venue. And I tried to make, you know, everything run as smoothly as I could for couples. When I was in that role, I had limitations and I ultimately had to make decisions for the venue, Mm. not specifically for the Mm -hmm. couple. Mm -hmm. And that was hard, (laughs) Yeah, but it's, it's it, that's just something that they have to kind of realize. And sometimes that's totally fine. I worked with a lot of couples and I did a lot of, you know, I I helped with a lot of things, but there was things that I couldn't help them with. Like if mm-hmm. if their, you know, a vendor didn't show up, I wasn't gonna be the one calling around trying to find you another one that wasn't mm-hmm. part of, you know, that wasn't part of it. There's just limitations for sure, just from a venue's per- perspective, they don't want to dive in, into things that might get them into, you know, mm-hmm. more trouble in the future oh, yeah. kind of a thing. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned that you're, you sometimes you have to make decisions for the, you were having to make decisions for the venue and not necessarily for the couple. And it's a good thing that you were in that role for the venue and you've had some experiences. Really, life is all about experiences that you you take from place to place and the things that you do. And, and hopefully we're always learning and growing from those experiences. But I'd be curious to know with your time that you spent at Frankenmuth Brewery, what were some big takeaways from your time there? I was in a very unique position with the brewery. I started there with a very small team with basically Mm -hmm. Kara and Mm -hmm. a very young cook and a very small team, like a couple of of couple of people. And we weren't doing a lot of events when I started and because they were just building from scratch. So I was able to come in and build a team and train them how I wanted them to be and make changes for that department that just made more sense. Kara was amazing. I would have never made it through Mm -hmm. that without her. She's very organized and just she's one of my best friends to this day. And I'm so glad that I was able to meet her through this. But yeah, we when I came in, we were, you know, doing two hour dinner services and setups didn't make sense and flips Mm. didn't make sense. And there was just a lot to fix and a lot to change. And it was just a lot of building though. And a lot of changing things from two hour dinners to 20 minute dinners. Mm. I recreated the menu for them and we completely started from scratch on a lot of different things. And um, it was, really amazing 
to be able to build something up. And I worked with them through a remodel and that was an amazing experience. Uh, Things to coordinate that around weddings. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't mind our dust. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's, it's a really, really cool thing what you built over there. And I don't believe I had any experience with the brewery before you were there. I don't know what it would have been like. And I, frankly, I'm not even curious a little, I don't care what it would have been like <laughs> without uh, having, uh, having met you guys and, and uh, partnering with the the two of you. And so again, hopefully I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that that relationship will continue to thrive over there. So you as a coordinator, what's your style? You know, I, we kind of touched a little bit on it, but if you had to lay it all out, if you had to sh- tell us, here's my roadmap, this is the way I do it. Describe it. What's your style like as a coordinator? I just like to keep things fun. I just want everybody to have a good time. And I want the hard stuff to be taken care of. And I want, you know, I want everybody to enjoy themselves. I like to keep things on track the best I can. I think that events run smoothly when they are, you know, you allot yourself enough time to do specific things. And I just, want everybody to enjoy it yeah okay so what makes you good at your job then if i'm playing devil's advocate because i know you're good at your job but tell the people what makes you good at your job because here's the thing i mean we touched on it already it's no secret that you're good at your job all right (laughs) but let's pretend someone listening to this says you know what yeah i I need i need her to help me with my my stuff and they're treating this like a you know a job interview let's say what makes you good at your job my experience comes into a lot of play just because I've seen so many different things. I've seen things go really, really well, and I've seen yeah. things go really, really poorly. Uh-huh. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I think most of my stress is about like a week before an event when I am just running through every detail that I can mm-hmm. and thinking of anything that possibly could go wrong. A lot of times I'll make calls just to be like making sure. I always say that in this business, assuming is never a good thing. Don't ever assume anything. Couples will do that a lot just because they'll be like, well, I've went through this before with a different venue or whatever else, but that's just not the case all the time. It's not every venue is not going to be the same and every vendor is not going to be the same and they're not going to do things the same way. So Mm -hmm. you just, um, you got to meet your vendors and you got to, you know, you got to know all the things. So I just thrive on knowing what I'm doing, where I'm going and the details of all those things. And then tackle the the pop-up things as I go. All right. Rock on. Hired. You're hired. Fine. That was easy. Uh, No, I mean, mean, obviously there's much more to it, but I'm, I'm glad that you presented it that way because that's why I do this. Um, and I've had the chance to talk with several people that I've worked with before. That's, you know, again, why we're speaking today, but I want to remove the stigma that planning an event or a wedding or going through this process has to be difficult. It doesn't have to be difficult. It can be fun. It can be the best time of your life. Absolutely. You just have to work with the right people. And what's fascinating to me about you, and I can't believe it. I had to go back and think about this after I wrote the questions is that, uh, and we, we kind of teased it a little bit here, but in the time that I've known you, 
I actually only ever saw you officiate one time. And I, I, I want to <laughs> say it was in the maybe dozen or so uh, events that we've um, shared together at the brewery. But I know that it isn't typical for an event coordinator to wear the hat of an ordained minister. But you are and you've been ordained since 2020, I believe is what I read there. And and seeing you perform that that ceremony uh, experiencing that with that group, I truly love that you tailor the experience to the couple. I think this couple had asked for uh, something specific about combining two flavors of beer that would go well together. And that's what you did. Uh, I know that uh, you brought unicorns into the um, into the mix before. <laughs> I think I just saw that the other yeah. day on the Facebook page. I mean, how many ceremonies revolve around unicorns, you know, but that's the deal. So <laughs> what goes through your mind? What's your process for crafting the perfect custom ceremony experience? I really just want to dive into the couple's relationship. What makes them yeah. work well? What's, yeah. you know, how they meet. I want to hear about the funny stories that everybody, you know, talks about when you guys get together or how you got together right. or right. just what makes you you. I want people to walk away from that ceremony being like, that was exactly meant for them. That yeah. was, you know, yeah. all about their relationship. And um, I think that's just super fun. I don't think, I don't know. I kind of have always been like, if you didn't laugh or cry during that ceremony, did you really get married? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I want it to be fun. Yeah. And I, you know, there's, we could be so stoic, right? right? It's very formal. We got to make sure we're in the right place at the right time, do the things, right. make sure all the things go right. But no, it should have those moments. Yeah. And I just want them to be comfortable. You know, they're, yeah. I want, I don't want it to be awkward for them to be standing up there or anything else. It's just to make them as comfortable as they can be. Wonderful. What, what's, um, when it comes to an event though, what's, if you had to look at the event as a whole, what's one of your favorite moments of an event? Uh, I have a couple. I feel like I just love seeing everything come together. Mm -hmm. Um, once everything is done and you can kind of take that breath and be like, you know, it happened. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm totally a sucker for like those sweet moments that like, you're going to remember forever. Like, a sweet dad speech or, you mm -hmm. know, something unexpected that happened that was just really funny or, yeah. you know, really just sweet that you're going to remember forever. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and I know that not every event is uh, not every wedding is the same. And I know that we've, you know, we've, talked about it already we've seen some stinkers we've seen some stinkers we've seen some really good ones though mm -hmm. but kind of in the middle there is the unique event what 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 would you say is the most unique event that you've ever planned oh gosh and it could be for a, a myriad of reasons but why you know what would be the most unique event that you've seen and that you've planned the best ones are so like well combined with like their style and just keeping things you know very elegant too i did a mario kart themed wedding once and it there was you go. amazing yeah, yeah it was okay <laughs> very sweet and just but it was also just like it wasn't tacky though yeah. and i love how couples can kind of bring the, that uniqueness to it and still okay. it'd be amazing I love some, yeah, I love some Mario Kart. Let's go OG on that one. <laughs> yeah, the unique, uh, the unique style and flavor has always been uh, something that I've been interested in. I, I don't want to be a part of a cookie cutter event every single time. Yeah. But with that, especially like we'll walk into an event and see something that just doesn't feel right because you just like, 
oh no, they did that. Uh, I have to imagine you've got some pet peeves when it comes to designing an event. Yeah, I I think it's just the eclectic version of, you know, things that they randomly found on the internet through Pinterest or whatever mm. else. And it doesn't cohesively go together or yeah. make a lot of sense or have anything to do with them. I like the unique aspects of it. I like couples... I, I want their guests to come to this wedding and be like, yes, this wedding was, you know, made for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But, but uh, yeah, there's too much. I think there's too much. There's information overload out there. Everybody thinks they have to implement every single thing that they see online because someone else did it. And I'm not a fan of that. I, I do like the originality, but the cooker, the cookie cutter stuff, I get that there are some things that work for every couple, but you know, not everything works for everybody. So right. at the same time, just because you saw it doesn't mean you have to do it. It's okay. It's true. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Anyway. And and yeah, that's one of those things that I, I I really wish, for me at least, the way that I put an event together on my end of things. Uh, I met with a couple yesterday. We had this conversation about they wanted to incorporate things that they'd seen from other events, which I think is great because I'd never seen them. And so that would definitely make it unique in that sense. But you know, there are there are things that I try to advise people, things like that. The, you know, try not to make it a cookie cutter thing just because you saw it online doesn't mean we have to do it. But I know that's one of those things I try to I, I and I really wish people would know before we talk about planning my part of you know their event what what would you say for you i mean what what's um one big piece of of planning advice you wish every couple knew before they reached out to you for for coordination or design or what have you i guess when it comes to planning is uh, people often like feel that pressure that they have to get as much done now as they possibly can and right. that's where i think a lot of that stress comes from and my planning kind of breaks it up into easier chunks so that way it's more manageable and you can wholeheartedly focus on different parts of that right. that planning process right. at each different stage when it's appropriate to think about that stuff. One of my main things I try to advise couples is once you make a decision on something, let it be. You just kind of yeah. have to walk away from that and, right. you know... You just have to believe that that's the best decision that you that you are making for yourselves and just kind of leave it there. I think I see a lot of couples just struggle with the back and forth with being like, well, somebody said this and somebody mm -hmm. said this and and then it just it causes this internal struggle. And yep. I think you just need to make a decision and walk away from it. Everybody wants to have their hand in the pot. You know, right. there's too many, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. That makes me feel good. I'm not completely crazy uh, <laughs> about feeling that way. So there are, there are a lot of things that we see from year to year that change trends and things that people want to do. You know, again, we, to come back to that thought of, I saw someone do it, so I got to do it too. <laughs> For me, it's seeing this fake ivy backdrop <laughs> with the the script written faux neon sign it's still popular i know i'm going to see it if you're listening to this and you're doing it i don't hate you i don't hate it it's just 
for me, it's enough because I've seen it so much. I know. <laughs> like there's got to be something different, but I get it again. It's, it is cool. It, it's cool to do. And I understand that for, for each couple that we run into for them, this is the first, hopefully, or, and if not, no big deal. This is the first time that they're going through this experience right? where you and I have seen this dozens, hundreds of times. Well, I got to know because you're, you've got your finger on the pulse of this. What trends are you starting to see kind of pop up for 2023 and moving forward? Custom experiences for sure. I think yeah. everybody is just trying to find something new and unique that uh, they can incorporate in their event for their couples to do. Um, I've seen uh, welcome parties starting to come into play, which is it kind of relieves that like that welcoming stress from the day. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, touch base with all your people. You can Got actually it. just enjoy your wedding day. So welcome party would be the day before just to make sure i'm on the same page with you because i think i think i know what you're talking about i'm am i old enough to call it an engagement party or what or is this different than different than that, than that. it's like not it's, an engagement party not an engagement party like rehearsal like, dinner i'm sorry like rehearsal dinner yes there so we go usually it's like an additive from the rehearsal dinner got so it, got it. you rehearse the wedding with your intimate you know group you do your dinner with them and then it's kind of like an after party for the rehearsal dinner that you invite the entire wedding group all of like all of your wedding okay. again but it's just you know just casual greeting cool so that's up, that's that becoming kind of a thing eh? the the welcome party's kind of popping up yeah okay people are wanting less stress the night of right okay. yep rock and roll less yeah pressure. rock and roll yeah because right. trying to and that's one thing i talk about too is that uh you know, everybody is going to want your attention. And if everybody at even on, let's say on, on average, rather 150 people at an event and everybody wants one minute of your time. I mean, that's almost three hours and we can't do that. That's right. not realistic. That's not realistic. Are there any other things that you're seeing other than you said the custom experiences, the welcome parties, anything else that's out there that you're seeing? Uh, vibrant colors and like um, different colored candles and stuff like that. I think that everybody's kind of hitting the color palette harder, which I'm excited to see. Yeah, good, good. So we talk about the things that we see starting to pop up, right? Design trends that are starting to pop up, but there's there's got to be things that are still out there that people are still into, still interested in from 2020, um, 2022 rather, and and you know before that, what kinds of things are kind of lingering around? What what uh, design trends are you still seeing that people have been into? Heavy on the candles and glass vases. They love their candles and their vases. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Neon signs, like you said. Oh boy, the neon the neon signs. There's Mm. still a thing. Champagne towers and champagne walls are still a thing. Yeah. Some of the classics are always gonna kind of stay. I always really like a simple design that's, you know, the neutral colors and the the ambiance, you know? It's all about lighting and all that good stuff. But, yeah. 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 Less is more, would you say? Yeah. Sometimes I think that if that's what the couple wants. And mm-hmm. I always told people when I was helping them plan that I was like, you know, it's my job to sell you on the things, sure. but it's your job to decide whether that's something that you absolutely need right. for your budget. And I just, people aren't walking away from your wedding being like, 
they're not going to talk about your centerpieces for years and years. <laughs> That's just not a <laughs> you thing. You know, I was at this one wedding where they had live fireworks as centerpieces. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and somebody almost died. That's going to be the takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Uncle So-and-so caught on fire thanks to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've. Uh, that's a very good point that you bring up. I don't think, and this, I, I don't think this speaks ill of designers, but I've never left a wedding unless it was something that jumped out at me. Mario Kart, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah, the the last couple that we had, it uh, it was one of the last couples that we had a chance to work with. The, they were into the video game stuff, but they wanted, you know, the the music stuff, like stuff like that. Yeah, unique incorporations. Yeah, is- I just don't walk away from a wedding thinking about centerpieces. I've never really thought about that. I've never about, really thought about that at all. Talk about your food. You talk about the entertainment. Yeah, and they talk about whether they had to pay for a drink or not. <gasps> Oh my gosh. It's like, you've been, I've been saying it all these years and you just said it now. I said, there's three, when I first started this pal, I did right out the gate. I would, uh, part of my presentation, I would tell people there are three things people remember food, booze, and entertainment. (gasps) Okay. You're speaking to my soul, man. (laughs) Here we are in 2023. Couples are just extra. Sometimes they try to tackle too much on their own and, I have to feel, I I mean, it's true. We know that a coordinator or a planner is going to take a lot of the weight off of someone or a couple. What are things that you see couples trying to tackle on their own that they should have someone like you do instead? For sure, it's the day of stresses that kind of fall into play with a timeline and stuff. Even when I've seen people build timelines and then they're like half an hour for this or whatever else, I think that they just give themselves like unrealistic timeframes to be able to set up or to be able to get ready and stuff like that. And then they don't realize it until it's too late. And then the day of comes and their family is stressed because they're trying to help and they're trying to put things together for them and everything else. And then it just, I, for sure it's that morning of that. Everybody's like in a panic. Cause they're like, Oh my gosh, there's hardly any time to do any of these things. Right. So I think that's a really big part of coordinating for me is just alle- alleviating that stress to let them be able to enjoy that morning and mm-hmm. getting ready and, you know, preparing yeah. for the rest of the day. Cause there's just a lot that happens in a yeah. 24 hour period. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and then what happens when, okay, so you're, you're pretty good at putting out fires, but what, yeah, <laughs> I love that you laugh. Cause I've never, I don't think I've ever seen you have to put out a fire. Maybe you did. And I just didn't know it. Yeah. That's kind of the trick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Well, you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for being connected with someone like you on the back end, I would, and and you, you always have been very good at communicating with me, you know, at the very least, the person that's going to have to communicate those things or stall or kill time, you know, he, he or she would have to know the, those things. But yeah, it's definitely, that's definitely the trick is to make, make sure that people don't know there's a fire that you're putting out. But I, I mean, I imagine there's probably been some pretty intense fires over over the years that you've been doing this what would if if you had to recall one describe it to us what's the most intense fire you think you've had to put out on a wedding day i've had a cake disaster in this instance it was like the hottest day of the year like i've yeah. never had a wedding it, it was just so hot and yeah. um the mom actually picked up the cake like from 
a, a local store. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything big. It was just like a two tier something mm-hmm. that they got somewhere local and she picked it up and she brought it in. But literally from the car ride over the Mm-mm. whole back part Mm-mm. of the cake, like Come on. Come on. just a whole mudslide Mm-mm. of cake. And she didn't know about it either. Ugh. And it went into our cooler that way because yeah. it was just in a box and put in there. And then when I went to go get it out the next day, it was like hardened that way. (laughs) So I had to, well, working for a venue again, you have to communicate these things. And just, so I went to the mom and I'm like, look, this is what happened. And first instinct, you know, is like, what did you do? (laughs) That that is how their reaction is. And I'm like, look, I know it wasn't us. Our coolers didn't go down. It was obviously like happened on the way here because it is hardened that way. And, wow. um, so I was like, look, I'm going to fix it the best that I can. And I'm going to strategically place florals from your centerpieces onto this cake. Mm. And we're going to r- like rush their cake cutting a little bit and they're never going to know. And that's what I did. I wow. fixed it the best I could. I disguised the, the, <laughs> the <laughs> mudslide on the back. Good for you, man. And the bride and groom never knew. Nobody, nobody knew except for the mom and me. <laughs> wow. wow. I, That's just one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's a laundry list. We could do an entire episode of fires that Lindsay's put out. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I see you always being pretty pretty cool you're you're about as cool as a cucumber i've seen those moments so i can recall private conversations <laughs> we've had in the moment where we go oh my gosh something's going on and we have to kind of put our heads together how do you I mean, what's your secret for for staying so calm under pressure oh i don't know i it just goes back to that problem solving aspect i just like i want to be able to you know correct that mistake or you know just find the solution or the second best thing. You know what I mean? If there's something that just can't be done, it's just finding out an alternative. That's the closest thing. And what people don't realize is that when things like that happen, it's very small group of people that actually know that it didn't happen or that it didn't go right or whatever else. Right. So you just kind of have to find that, that, that middle ground the best that you can and try to make everybody as happy as you possibly can while doing it. That's not always great, but yeah, <laughs> it's just, you know, finding that middle ground. And then yeah. when I go home, I just drink some wine and <laughs> <laughs> reflect. Honey, do we have more Merlot? I need another <laughs> bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I, I absolutely get it. And you know, the, the, the pre-event disaster is kind of what we were talking about, a cake that, you know, was brought in the day before and put into the fridge that way. That, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff where it shouldn't have happened, but it did. You know, th- those things, we get it. and They can happen. And again, you pulled it off beautifully. Day of, you know, in the moment, something happens. How do you handle day of disasters? How do you deal with those? Oh gosh, it just it depends on the situation and yeah. how easily you can smooth things over the best that you can. Ultimately, there's some things that you just can't come back from, but you have to move on from them. So yeah. I often have to just have conversations with my couples and just be like, this happened. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about it now. Yeah. So 
we're just going to do something to try to make this a little bit better. And then we're going to go and have a great night regardless. Who was was it? Uh, It was at the brewery. It was a couple. His button fell off of his jacket. It wasn't even important, but it was enough that, you know, one of those things, you see it in the picture. It's like, oh my gosh, I just happen to have a sewing kit, you know, which one of those soft skills that I have of what DJ knows how to bustle a dress. (laughs) <laughs> or so thank you to mrs pollock uh, seventh grade home economics at south lion middle school i i appreciate that you say that when you realize that there is nothing you can do it happened yeah sometimes and, that that yeah. stuff just you just got to move on from it but there are simple things that happen that you can easily fix i've fixed broken bustles i've fixed i've seen oh god i've had a groomsman tear his pants because yeah. he decided to do a flip <laughs> and the th- we um, should tell them you, you gotta live in a bubble until the thing is over you know? right. oh my gosh right. there's always something it's a wedding yeah. day. there's always going to be something that happens that you kind of have to recover from yeah it's very rare that there isn't at least one thing <laughs> <laughs> well good no you're a pro at putting out fires and i really i can't sing your praises enough about that and that's one of the reasons that i wanted to have you on the podcast now that you've ventured out onto your own to do this as your thing it was important for me to make sure that people know that there are firefighters out there as it were (laughs) and that you are truly uh and yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna build you up here because you really truly are one of the best at that and that is important for people to know it isn't going to be perfect. Things will happen. You will have to just move on from it. And uh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it happens. Stuff happens. I am curious, though, as we kind of wrap things up here, because I know you mentioned it somewhere on the Facebook page, maybe, but you've, you've said that you've opened a lot of doors, <laughs> opened and closed a lot of wedding ceremony doors. How many doors do you think you've opened? If you've had to count over the last 13 years, plus or minus 100, how many doors do you think you've opened over the years? Thousands. Thousands of doors. <laughs> Thousands yeah. Of doors. Yeah. 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 I would always joke that it was, I'm mostly just the glorified door holder. <laughs> it's just, um, it just something that, you know, it's the little things. It's not, yeah. you know, I opened a lot of doors for ceremonies. I've opened a lot of doors for intros. I've literally just stood there and held doors for people to. It's just a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, know, of course, it's one of those you never really think about it until you actually go, well, wait a minute. Maybe I do open a lot of doors. Yeah. And maybe I should take this up as a career. (laughs) Wonderful. One thing that I found out about you very early on, and we, we talked about it a little bit before we actually started recording is that you are a fan of the office is that true hopefully oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. og That's fan true. or you picked it up on netflix kind of thing og fan okay good so you watch the finale you watch niagara you <laughs> when jim and pam proposed in oh. the whole deal yeah okay for sure mm-hmm. all okay. the things what um which character are you do you think which character are you most like on the show Oh, no. Yeah, this wasn't on the questions. (laughs) I got her. (laughs) I threw a couple in there for us. I don't know. I. (laughs) Mm -hmm. See, once you start thinking about it, and there's many to choose from. It doesn't have to be the principal cast either. Like for me, I would tell you that I am kind of. uh, Sometimes I feel like Michael. Sometimes I feel like 
uh, Stanley. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. I'm a Michael, right? You've mm-hmm. obviously seen that, but then sometimes I'm just yes. leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Who do you think you are? Oh, I feel like most of the time I'm a Pam who is yeah. just like wanting people to have a good, <laughs> good time. Yeah. And she totally just like bring, like just pushes them into there, you know, mm-hmm. helps them make their jokes. <laughs> complete yeah. And, yeah. Finishes and, the job, helps finish the job. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be there to coordinate that joke. <laughs> See, look at that. She brings it around full circle. What was your yeah. favorite episode of the show? Oh, there's so many. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I, being in this profession, I have to say the wedding. Yeah. Part to. one or part two, because it was a two-parter. Remember, it was actually a super, I think it was a supersized episode, then they split it up. So you've yeah. got part one of, of, you know, obviously getting there and then part two, where it was kind of the, the actual. I, part, I like part one just because it's just, it's bringing everything together. I yeah. just, I love yeah. the, the, uh, just the leading up to everything. <laughs> I just want people to keep you busy. In 2023. Yeah. Are, I, and I got to know, and we all say that we are busy, but I, I feel like you're probably going to be pretty busy this year. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. My September is getting really busy right now. Yeah. It's yeah. Filling up that like I'm doing uh, a, like a back-to-back weddings a couple hours away from each other. So oh I'm like, gosh. Oh, that'll be fun. Wow. So yeah, I, I, it's, it's obviously just building on, you know, yeah. uh, it's a new business and Good. I, started it so I could have more time with my family and do what I love. And, um, and I'm doing that so far. Awesome. How can people find you? Cause I want to send everybody your way. Where can they find you right now? Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram under Hollywood design. And I'm also on wedding wire and I'm also on the knot. So I can be messaged there as well. Yeah, just tell them to Google it. Go everywhere. You heard her. Facebook, Instagram, Wedding Wire, The Knot. Lindsay, I just am so thankful for our professional relationship and friendship. I am just so thrilled that you joined me. Thank you so much for letting me chat with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. 